I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, dummies. This is Unhappy Hour, the weekly show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. Thank you, first of all, to Blue Apron for sponsoring today's show. And thanks to everybody who listened to our first episode and made it such a huge success. We were number one on the comedy charts. We got up to number eight on the overall charts. That's top ten, baby. So we're basically a fucking sensation. Woo! Here on Unhappy Hour, we like to practice the fine art of complaining through lists, rants, interviews, games, but mostly yelling! Today on the show, we've got all that and more. I'm in the studio right now with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Matt. You can think of her as Unhappy Hour's laugh track slash punching bag. It's kind of like I'm the Robin to your Batman. More like the scabbers to my Ron, bitch. You know what? I'll take that. Good. Today on Unhappy Hour, we're going to start off, as always, with a segment we like to call Worst Things First, where I deliver you all of the news uh, that's most fucked up during the week, according to me. Then we've got a very special Deep Dive, the weekly segment where we pick a topic and spend a little bit more time with it. This week, we got a topic inspired by all of you, our lovely listeners. After that, you're going to get to hear me fangirl over two of my fave podcasters, the hosts of Throwing Shade. Brian Safi and Aaron Gibson, they're going to be right here on this episode. We talk about working, what it's like touring together, weird fan interactions. Then we play a little game we like to call Who Do You Hate More? I was just a guest on their show, so if you're fans of theirs and you listen to that one and you think, oh, I don't have to listen to this episode, I already heard that interview. Fuck you. We have a brand new interview with them. So stay tuned. Let's get into it. All right, worst things first. Let's get into it. This is the segment where I pick the most essential stories of the week. And by essential, I mean stories that I think are insane and funny and ridiculous and fucked up. You ready? Mm-hmm. First, we have a 19-year-old camp counselor in Colorado. He's sleeping outside with all of his little campers. He wakes up to a crunching sound. You want to know what that crunching sound was, Barry? Was it you eating a bunch of Cheetos? Nope. What was it then? It was the sound of a bear crunching on his skull. What? He woke up and he was like, what's that sound? Oh, it's teeth scraping against my skull. (laughs) (laughs) And this fucking bear was just Leonardo DiCaprioing him across the field. Uh, And they chased him all away. But here's the most fucked up thing about this story. This camp, they set up a bunch of bear traps, caught the bear, and then they fucking killed the bear. What? That's like if Winnie the Pooh waddled his fat ass out of 300 acre woods. No. And wrestled Christopher Robbins. Don't do this. And then Christopher Robbins was like, listen, Winnie, we talked it over. We had a vote. No. And then they shot Winnie the Pooh in the face. Oh, my God. 
They made him take off his little red shirt <laughs> so he, he wouldn't get blood on it. But it's already red. <laughs> they execution style shot him in the head. He was just being a bear. And then you came into his house, took a nap, <laughs> and then he dragged you across the floor, and then you fucking killed him. That's fucked. That is fucked. That's what you get for sleeping outside in Colorado. Don't blame it on the goddamn bear. Blame it on yourself. Next, I don't even know how to start the story other than to say there is a thing called snortable chocolate. And it's chocolate that you can snort. Snortable chocolate. It's the Mm -hmm. hot new trend. Oh, yeah. The feeling that you're supposed to get from taking this, the way that they're marketing it, is that it's all of the benefits of drinking an energy drink without the crash. I just like the idea that, like, when we were kids, we had candy cigarettes. And now today's kids get, like, candy cocaine. Mm-hmm. And the next generation, they're just going to be, like, injecting Skittles into their dicks. Would you? <laughs> Would you? If it had all of the benefits of a high-energy drink, but <laughs> not the crash, that inject Skittles right into my dick. I should also note Chuck Schumer, senator from New York and guy who was on my airplane one time, uh, is calling for a crackdown on snortable chocolate (gasps) because it's unregulated right now by the FDA. So infants can go snorting all the chocolate they want. You know what, Chuck? I feel like it's a valiant effort, but maybe, maybe there are other things happening right now. They're a little bit more serious than snortable chocolate. You're the, like, minority leader in the Senate. Do something, Chuck. Maybe all the Republicans use snortable chocolate. (laughs) That's where Donald Trump gets all of his energy. (laughs) Next up, Christopher Nolan is a director. He has directed The Dark Knight. Basically, every movie where the poster is like a silhouette of a man. (laughs) Okay. You know him. Oh, I know him. He's directing the new movie Dunkirk, which Harry Styles is in. And in a recent interview, he said he didn't know how famous Harry Styles was when he was hired. Fuck you, Christopher Nolan. How dare you? I'm officially marking Christopher Nolan a foe of the show. (gasps) Opposite of friend of the show. Oh, my God. Christopher Nolan, foe of the show. Anybody who doesn't know how famous Harry Styles is, not allowed. Not allowed on this podcast. And next up, the Vatican wants you to know that gluten-free communion wafers are fake <laughs> and not allowed. You want to take communion, Barry, you're a Jewish. Uh, Trueish, <laughs> True. I'm a Jewish. I don't know if you know this, but Catholics eat Jesus every week. I've heard a rumor. In the form of a little wafer. Mm-hmm. Now those wafers have to be not gluten-free they're like sorry people with celiac disease guess what jesus suffered so can you you got severe stomach pain and diarrhea every time you eat a fucking pasta noodle jesus got nailed to a cross (laughs) tomato tomato and finally on worst things first mini segment what the fuck did they do now (laughs) trump edition Donald Trump Jr., a.k.a. Trust Fund Baby Vampire, a.k.a. Thing One, a.k.a. White Rapper Lil Don, got himself a mini email scandal this week. What? 
Also, by the time you listen to this podcast... Putin will be president. Yeah, Daenerys will have rode in on her dragons and there'll be a new queen. So here's the thing. Here's what I have to add to this story. Bring it. I went to Lil D's Instagram. Mm -hmm. Scroll back a few weeks. In a picture, he is wearing Mm -hmm. pants, the bottoms of which zip off and they become cargo shorts. No. 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 Uh Uh-uh. You cannot trust any person who wears pants that zip off and becomes cargo shorts. That is literally my nightmare. I've had nightmares where I'm getting smothered by the bottoms, just the bottoms of those, the (laughs) zipped off bottoms of those pants are smothering me in my sleep with little D's sweat all over them. Anyway, he's a piece of shit. He killed an elephant and cut off its tail and then held it up and took a picture with it and killed an endangered leopard and emerged from Donald Trump's womb. So zero for three. And that's Worst Things First, the most fucked up shit of the week. I think we covered it all. Next up, we have a very special edition of Deep Dive coming straight to your ears. As a friendly reminder, a deep dive is a segment where we pick a topic and we get deep into it. We explore it. We dissect it. We break it down. But mostly, we bitch about it. This week's topic is happening thanks to you lovely listeners. But mostly, one motherfucker. Diving into the news. Diving into reviews. Yelp and stars and reviews. Yelp and stars and... Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. dive. So it's 2017, which means everybody thinks their fucking opinions matter, even though they don't. Everybody knows brands don't care about you unless you're verified on Twitter. That's the truth. That's just a fact. But that doesn't stop anybody from just spouting out their dumb thoughts or starting podcasts where all they do is complain about stuff. Hmm. Sound familiar? Hmm. Last week, we asked all of you to rate us and review us like all podcasters do. And you should, but only if you like us. Okay? It's like my mom always used to say, if you don't have anything nice to say, then shut your goddamn mouth. (laughs) Because there was one guy who left us a one-star review, and I broke an entire china cabinet when I saw it. I did. I I threw an entire shift rope across the room. The point is, some reviews are terrible because people are trash. Fact. And that got me thinking about this story that I read earlier this week about one of the best reviews I've ever seen in my life. So we're going to deep dive into this story because I love it. First, I think we should have a dramatic reading of this review. Yeah? Yeah. This review is for a place called Imagine Vegan Cafe in Memphis, Tennessee, I believe. On the real, I eat here all the time. I still probably will because I like to go out and there are few options available to me. But, y'all listen. During my visit, a bare-butt naked baby was running around, stood up on a table with its black, they're so dirty feet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) 
and bent over to show me its butthole. (laughs) I wish I was exaggerating. This is like while I'm eating. And it's the owner's kids? An older kid came over and started like yodeling. (laughs) And staring at me during my meal. I was so uncomfortable. Like, I get, it's a family establishment and kids do weird things, but Naked Baby was running around for like 15 minutes while all the workers stared, standing to the side, talking and laughing over it. And for my food, I can heat up a tofurkey sausage just as well in an under half the time. Two out of five stars. So, Imagine Vegan Cafe in... Memphis, Tennessee, responds online. <laughs> also, also, I'm only reading this off of a tweet that someone sent, so I don't actually know the full conversation that preceded this. Because this is Imagine Vegan Cafe responding to someone else. This is how it starts. Buttholes are completely different. If a one-year-old baby was upside down on a table showing everyone their butthole... I don't think that's the biggest problem. I would be wondering why no one grabbed the one-year-old baby off the table. If she were in fact on top of the table, do grown adults just sit around and wait for her to fall? If that were me, I would instantly grab an adult or grab the baby before they fell. What? What does she mean? She just, she threw in the possibility that an adult might be on the table showing their butthole also. This again proves it's just drama, they end. In another post, Imagine Vegan Cafe says, I'm about to start calling out names and pictures of people who leave us bad reviews, especially when it deals with our children. Sounds a lot like you, Matt. You will no longer be allowed to come and dine at Imagine, especially when you lie about our babies. We do not need or want your business. Be our guest to go and eat at the other vegan restaurants down the street. This is going to be fun. You've thoroughly irritated Mama Bear. Multiple exclamations. We're starting with Chelsea Bartley. She's the one who wrote the butthole review. For anyone who reads this and instantly is scared this might affect our business, I cannot begin to tell you how much we do not care. Haters are not welcome at Imagine. (laughs) anyway shout out to chelsea bartley i don't think anybody should be silenced if you see a naked baby bending over on your table showing you its butthole speak out don't stay silent so basically all reviews are terrible unless they're as exciting as that one but Yelp is now the fucking worst because everybody thinks they're a goddamn restaurant critic Guess what? You have a cell phone, not a palette, bitch. You're not Gordon Ramsay. This isn't Top Chef. You're not auditioning for the Food Network. People are still out here reviewing everything like they're writing for Bon Appetit, the magazine. You're not. So we collected some of our favorite reviews from some of our favorite restaurants, even the ones that we all know about. These are reviews. The other day I was scrolling through Google Maps, as you do, mm-hmm. looking up the Rock and Roll McDonald's. 
classic. In Chicago. Mm-hmm. Famous McDonald's. Been there. If you don't know, it's McDonald's smack dab in the middle of Chicago. There are two floors. There's an Elvis. There's a jukebox. <laughs> what else? I think that's like about it. <laughs> There's like burgers. It's a McDonald's. It's a McDonald's. It's a McDonald's. Yes. Yeah. And there are hundreds, hundreds of reviews for this restaurant. If you can even call it that. This was my favorite review for the Rock and Roll McDonald's. It's an iconic McDonald's. Yes. Is it worth stopping in? Yes. Avoid if you don't like fast food. <laughs> <laughs> Three out of five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this for? <laughs> Who's getting information from this review? <laughs> Who's basing their culinary decisions on the fucking Google Maps reviews for the Rock and Roll McDonald's? And my favorite review for the B- Burger King I used to go to in college. I didn't write this, by the way. <laughs> Two stars purely for the fact that they're open 24 hours and have free Wi-Fi, flat-screen TVs playing CNN, and a Chase ATM. But the food? I'm not a picky person when it comes to food at all. And even I think Burger King is disgusting. And ever since a girl got maced by a homeless woman in the ladies' room, I've been afraid to pee here. I don't think people understand what reviews are for. Personally, I was scouting Yelp to see where I should pee, which Burger King was safest to pee at. Uh, But this one I definitely will skip from now on. And finally, in and out in Hollywood. Saw a girl fight her way in through security like a rhinoceros plowing through, kicking and screaming as in and out closed. Damn, (laughs) these burgers are good. Five stars. <laughs> Have you ever been to the In and Out in Hollywood? Though it's a mess. It's terrifying. <laughs> the important thing to remember here is don't leave a review unless a baby shows you its butthole. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, we've got the hosts of Throwing Shade on the show for a little interview and game. That's coming up after this commercial break. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone, even me, a guy who can barely use an easy bake oven. But thanks to Blue Apron, I'm learning how to cook a meal for real. There are a lot of steps to break down. Last week I tried picking out a recipe, and what do you do after that? You go to the grocery store. They only have vegan cookies. There's too many people in this store. Everyone's sniffing everything. I could get some fucking peaches. You buy a whole watermelon, you have to carry it all the way home. Like a pregnant woman carrying her baby. Peaches, but I can't tell which is good or not. I hate walking past the fish aisle. Are they supposed to be hard? Are they supposed to be soft? Gently firm, like a buttocks. I can go to the 10 items or less line, where people routinely get in line with more than 10 items. Blue Apron delivers fresh ingredients right to my door, so I don't have to endure the horrors 
of a supermarket on a weekly basis. Plus, they've established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States, so you know it's gonna be fresh. You can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com unhappy. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Never awkwardly grow peaches pretending like you know what a ripe peach feels like again. Go to blueapron.com unhappy. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. And now, we got an interview with two of my favorite people, Brian Safi and Aaron Gibson, hosts of the hilarious podcast, Throwing Shade. It's one of the best podcasts out there besides this one, obviously. <laughs> we have a little interview with them, and then we play a game we like to call, Who Do You Hate More? Normally, we're taping here in our New York studio, but we got to visit them in their studio in Los Angeles. The city of stars. So here it is. Well, we are here in a studio <laughs> with Brian Safi and Aaron Gibson of the very, very funny Throwing Shade. It's it's my favorite podcast. That is so flattering. I don't but more like... flattering is that you said Safi, not Safi, because you know everyone says it wrong. You said it right. Good. Well, I yeah. hope so. Well, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you feel extra responsibility because you also have a name that I'm sure people mispronounce all the time? Yes. Belicia. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> yeah. So you guys talk about current events, which are terrible. <laughs> so I guess my first question is, how do you stay sane when you have to read terrible news all the time. I mean, you, you're funny and you are you talk about things in funny ways, but also, like, reading the news is terrible. I think actually talking about it Im- immediately diffuses it. Yeah. Like, I think, like, I don't know. I think reading it and being alone in, in your apartment and your AC not working and all the things I'm dealing with right now. And it, I don't know, first thing you wake up, you read the New York Times or before you go to bed or anything like that. When you're by yourself, it just makes it so much worse. So I don't know. I think I'm. we're lucky that like we have each other to to talk about this with because you always inevitably end up going to something lighter. Yeah. You know, you don't stay in a dark place, I think, when you at least <laughs> talk out loud. Just wallow in it. Exactly. Well, it's especially dangerous now because there's the news – turns over at such a, at a faster rate than a Gap employee. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I'm aware, okay. yeah. You can get so sucked in if you're not being verbal about it. So being verbal about it helps. Commenting yeah. on it helps. Yeah. Having friends who ha- share your common interests and yes. want to complain about Talking it. Talking to your bank managers. Talking to your firefighters on duty. Ta- you know what I mean? Like really getting the, it out. The right. two things you did today. Talking <laughs> to your sweet sisters. Ta- you know what I mean? Literal. If, you're, if you don't have siblings. Talking to the neighbor's children. You know, if they're small. Children love to talk about politics. Yeah. Talking, yeah. Talking during a performance of war paint. Do you know what I mean? Like really getting it done. If you're on a train, a plane, an automobile. Some place where you're confined and can't get out. Sure. <laughs> I Shut th- up a stranger. <laughs> I do think it's better to talk about it with people. And you guys have one another. I'm alone. I don't have anybody. Um, Barry is here, I guess. She pours my water. <laughs> <laughs> we witnessed it. <laughs> um, how long have you worked together? Like five years? A little longer, maybe, yeah. actually, because before the podcast, we worked together on a TV show. It's, I think it's been almost seven. Yeah. Did you want to have a partner? 
Yes, I did. Like, is working alone not good for you? Or did you go through other people where you were like, this per- I don't want to work with this person. This well, per- like, did you have bad partner experiences? We both we, had and then you fell in love. Yeah. Yes, but then I, we were both working alone when we met each other, and we the show we were on wasn't a typical writer's room. So we each had our own offices and we were writing very separately and we couldn't bounce ideas off each other. So Aaron and I started doing that. And I don't know, I think it's just a thing of, I feel like one of my better skills is talking things out and improvising and going on tangents and rants. And you sort of need someone else to do that. And I think we're at our funniest together. That being said, I think because we've been working together for so long, if we do need to, like when we were doing the TV show, there would be some things that we'd write separately and and tr- and write things that I thought you would say, right? And vice versa, right? You don't hate one another yet, or you put on a really good show. I don't know. It's been so long that we've been together <laughs> that like, it really is now a brother and sister dynamic. But I never went. We've never been through a period where we hated each other. We, by the there way, there've been arguments. We certainly, got, but I can remember one fight that we got into, and it was. It lasted very short. Right. It was very short, and we instantly got over it. And that was like four or five years in. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Now you've been through it all. That's true. Or maybe we're just extremely passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're extremely honest with each other. I don't. That if it's like, no, I don't like that, then it's like, yeah. okay, moving on. So you were on tour together. Your documentary is on Vimeo now, mm-hmm. right? Great job. Go, Thank you. Working that in. Working that in. It's two ninety nine on Vimeo. What was the experience of being on tour together like? I like talking about myself in questions. Um, I was. I went on tour last yes. year. Yeah. Doing stand up, right? Right. And I was by myself, and like on airplanes and in hotel rooms and all of that. Is it better to have another person? I feel like what you went through must have been very difficult. I I think it would be very difficult to do it on your own. It was. Yeah. I think it would be. It's it's almost like because you don't. I don't know. It's like one time. A long time ago, I went to Europe by myself for like eight weeks straight. And by like week two, I was just talking, literally talking to myself. That's so long. It was a long time. I was supposed to go with a friend and then she bailed literally the night before. Mm. So... She happens. ended up with two kids, so the joke was on her. <laughs> that weekend, she was ended up with two kids. Erin and I don't spend, like, every minute together. We have it down now, pretty much, about what our comfort levels are with each other and mm-hmm. how much time we can spend together and all that, and I, I do. Like it. I do think, I, I'll say this, when we first started touring, we fucked up and we shared hotel rooms, which no. is not a good idea to do. No, yeah. I talk when there are silences. So I know that I'm not a great person to be around t- 24 hours a day. If right. it's quiet I'll, and I don't have a book, I'll just be like, hey, do you remember the episodes of the Golden Girls where um, Dorothy, who she dates a gay man, but she doesn't know he's gay and then he comes out as gay? Right. And then see, what, what happens to me in situations like that is my instinct is to pull hair. <laughs> So, but yeah. arm hair. It's a, it's a bad yeah. match. It's a bad match. <laughs> it is fun so t- sometimes because we'll. It is. Like, I'll be like, do you want to come to my room and watch House Hunters? Yeah. So, like, before, after a show, before we go to bed, we'll do it like a TV thing. But I feel like we've got it down, and I think it would be much more difficult to travel that extensively, spending one night here, one night there by yourself. I think that's much harder. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah. But I also. How long were you, how long did you go for? I was on, well, the way it was scheduled, it was like a month. I did 20 cities, 30 shows, 20 cities. That is a lot. In like a month. I also drink an entire bottle of wine on stage. 
so it's just unhealthy to do it too many days in a row. That's my own alcoholism. That right. has nothing to do with my show. Can I ask you what I, is, is there a mark? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask what your secret is for recovery the next day because I feel like you've got the answers. I don't. No, it's you, just like not suffering. Like magnesium powder or like some <laughs> shit like that. No, I really want to try Pedialyte. I feel like that's big here. It uh, is in LA. huge. It is huge. Just like, just this, is the, this is the uh, fertile crescent of Pedialyte usage in Los right. Angeles. I um, I have anytime I've gotten sick to my stomach, diarrhea. Maybe. Yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> no, but I drink Pedialyte like crazy. I hope that I hope that you edit that line to be the cold open of this podcast because it was horrifying. I mean, it, you made me think about. I also went. On a trip with friends recently, we all stayed in the same hotel room together, and the one girl did not want us pooping. In the, she wanted us to use the hotel lobby bathroom all week. For poops? Yeah. She was very vocal about it. <laughs> and I was like, I can't stay with people in hotel rooms anymore. See, that's what happens when you stay with people for days and days on end. Yeah, I feel you like I definitely have done that. Inside. Of just like I'm gonna like uh, yeah I'm gonna go to the ballroom I'm gonna go see what the hotel ballroom looks like. Well, not every just time so you poop, it doesn't. Every, first of all, poopery. Right. Yeah, that's which good. Which works. Not all poop is like terrible, explosive. Well, like garbage sewers. Mine are. Okay. <laughs> she knew. <laughs> she knew what she was in for. Wait, was it just a director for you? She, Anybody she else a, can shit She made bathroom. a blanket statement, but it was pretty obvious that it was me. So, yeah, I'll take it. Are there any terrible fan interactions that you've had on tour? There's only been one a long time ago that, that got a little weird. I don't know. What do you think? I, I think it's mostly like, well, Brian deals with people in a way that I don't have to, which is like people crying because he's helped them come out of the closet. Yeah. Which is... By doing nothing. I mean, truly, by just being like, ah, they didn't have AC at the gym this morning. And that's essentially what I'm saying to people. Showing like, them the life they could <laughs> have. Really, you, you too can complain about being gay. That's right. Yeah. But I think it's... In, I mean, I think it's no, endearing. It's and, and yeah. um, I'm sure you get yeah. that but, too, but, right? Like people who... Yeah. Admire what you do. I don't know. Nobody like looks up to me as a gay person, but they do. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you, you make my alcoholism worth it. The um, idea that you should never meet your idols. Because <laughs> your idols will be wasted. wasted. <laughs> I do think I've thought a lot about how like I'm fine with being the worst version of myself on the internet because then when people meet me they're like oh I was expecting way worse right. and you're like a little more put together than I thought. <laughs> but you could get away with so much if you just like leaned into dick. the online. Yeah. yeah. Just slap people as soon as they come to, up to you. <laughs> don't, I don't like the way you look. Don't talk to me. Uh, no. I'm, I treat people well. No you're a very you're a very classic Midwestern yeah. Drinker. Thank you. <laughs> Very Thank you. nice, and you can take it down. <laughs> Since we have a few minutes, let's can we play a quick game? Yeah. Yes. It's just, we didn't come up with a clever name. It's just called Who Do You Hate More? <laughs> oh, I'm, I can't wait. It's just purely negative. Great. It's just good. Purely pessimistic. I love this. Uh, it'll be a this or that thing. Um, who do you hate more, Mike Pence or the guy who fucks Mike Pence but doesn't, hasn't told anybody about it? Oh boy. And he makes him, he calls him mother. <laughs> he still, <laughs> yeah, he still, he calls, still him calls him mother. Just to I, feel you know, better I'm gonna about say, it. I'm going to say Mike Pence. Still worse. I, I think still worse. Still worse. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Well, the guy fucking Mike Pence 
Allegedly. You know what? He does have an obligation. A bigger threat is Mike Pence, but the person I'm more annoyed with is the guy fucking Mike Pence. (laughs) So I guess if I have to pick one, I'll say the guy fucking Mike Pence. I did a real 180. What are you getting out of it? I think like Mike you never Pence, know what you could feel. Let me great. tell you something as a <laughs> as a woman from Texas who used to date Republicans, do not underestimate the sexual prowess of an angry person who can't deal with their feelings. <laughs> Speaking of Texas, what's what do you hate more, the entire state of Texas or the entire state of Florida? What, Florida. Florida. Oh, oh yeah, Florida. Even though they have the most beautiful beaches in the but country. But they don't have like I've never Austin. been to them, but they say <laughs> There's no there's no like there's no like Austin. There's no like hope in that. <laughs> well, because no, Texas, you there's expe- no redeeming part of Florida. No. And with Texas, you expect it every four years. You're like, I know what you're going to vote like. Yeah. And in Florida, you're like, maybe you'll come through. <laughs> and they never do. A state that was like, no, fuck solar energy. Yeah. We're not doing that here. Yeah. I'm going to say Florida. Okay. The naked ghost of Anton Scalia or Kellyanne Conway's hairdresser. Who do you hate more? <sighs> Kelly, is, is he gay? Probably. Okay, See, that's the fine. thing. Was like, at one point, she did get, like, there was a noticeable change. And right. you know it was a gay who was like, <laughs> Ken I'm going to finally reach my limit. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say the hairdresser because he's alive. Uh, last one, Jeff Sessions. Who do you hate more? Jeff Sessions or the Rice Krispie Elves if the Rice Krispie Elves were also in the KKK? <laughs> <laughs> Them. <laughs> Because that's scary. That's really scary. Go, what cookie, damage are they cookie doing? Racists? <laughs> right. No, Rice Krispie racists. Well, I oh, think so they're indoctrinating sorry. children at that point, right? <laughs> that's true. They are, like, spreading their message to children. I just used to, like, stare at that cereal box. Why do kids do that? Would you, like, put the cereal box in front of you and yes. just stare at it well, because, the entire time you Brian, ate breakfast? But they had games <laughs> on it. That's right. We looked it up. They're called Gnomic Elves. Rice Krispie Elves. Wow. Because I was like, are they elves? They are elves. Did you say that because Jeff says Sessions has an elf-like? Elfish figure, yeah. yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he does. Halliburton or Richard Burton? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the difference. Me neither. Uh, well, thank you, Aaron and Brian. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. What a delight. Uh, where can we find you? You can find us at throwingshade.com. We're going on tour in September and October across this... Um, Great nation Stunning nation of ours. So go to throwingshade.com to get tickets, and you can watch our tour video at vimeo.com slash on demand slash throwingshade. Yeah, and we're also Instagram, Twitter, at throwingshade. All the things. All the throwing shades. Perfect. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Matt (laughs) Belisai. So, as always, we like to close each episode with what we call a chaser the thing you drink to make it all go down easy, the thing that's making us feel good at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Barry, what is your chaser this week? Well, I moved into a new apartment a couple of months ago, taking a really long time to find everything. You know what I found this weekend? What? I found a spice rack. Not just any spice rack. A vintage from 1967, I believe. Spice rack that has these beautiful thing on the front. It's like a cabinet that you open and all the spices are there. I thought no one would care. But you know what? I posted that on Instagram story. I got the most DMs I've ever gotten. <laughs> oh, you're fucking spice. Yeah, everyone was like, holy shit. Matt, what's your chaser for the week? Okay, I should be embarrassed by what I'm about to say. Oh, it's going to be good. (laughs) But rarely do I see something on the internet that actually brings me joy. Do you know Dan Brown? (laughs) The author? Yes. Yes. Author of The Da Vinci Code. Heard of it. He's the author of every terrible airport book you have ever bought Mm -hmm. and then read in like an hour and Mm -hmm. then threw in 
to your toilet and flushed. Mm-hmm. And he's got a brand new book coming out this fall. And I can't fucking wait. Wait, really? Yes. I'm so excited. You know why? Why? Each of the books that he writes is set in like a different city and he goes to all the museums and there's hidden clues. And this one that comes out this year is in Spain, which is the only place that I've been to that's not my apartment. That's so exciting for you. So I'll get all of the references. All of them. You spent that much time in Spain. Yep. Do you know what the Sagrada Familia is? It's like the most famous chapel. Yes. That's all fancy. Yeah. I thought for the longest time that it was called that because there was a, f- a family, mm. the Sagrada family, mm-hmm. who donated a bunch of money <laughs> <laughs> for like days. I was telling everybody that. And then I realized it's Spanish for sacred family. <laughs> like Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. <laughs> I was like, duh, you idiot. It's the Sagrada family. They probably donate a bunch of money in the 70s. And now they got a church. So I hope that that's what this Dan Brown book is about. <laughs> and I'll fucking read it. <laughs> and that's our chasers for this week. We're feeling great. <laughs> Spice racks and shitty books. And that's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get this show. Hit subscribe, then rate it, review us, but only with kind, sweet words. If you hate this show, you keep that shit to your goddamn self. Unhappy Hour is an original show from Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by me, Matt Belisai, along with Barry Finkel, Jenna Weiss-Berman, Josh Gwynn, and Max Linsky. Special thanks to everyone at Pineapple and Blue Apron. Music by Hans Dal Sue. You can find me on all the social medias at Matt Belisai. You can pre-order my book. Everything is awful and other observations. Uh, you can find the links to that at everythingisawfulbook.com. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Oh, bye bye. City of stars, and bright for me. Moonlight. No. <laughs> La La Land. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I just did a reverse Warren Beatty. <laughs>